Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now locked in to the GZ Chop Shop. What is up, everybody? Itachi266 here. Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop. And once again this week, we have a returning special guest. If you guys remember, back in season one, oh, the fond, fond memories of season one. I was out in the struggles known as Call of Duty. Man, when I tell you, it's a devastating wasteland out there. It's just... It's just so brutal. And then through the desert storm, with gun in hand, I was saved as she came through. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a maiden. She said, no, Itachi, I am the bullet maiden. Ladies and gentlemen, the bullet maiden has joined us once again on the show. Can we get a round of applause? Give that round of applause for her. Yeah. <laughs> over here. Crazy. Crazy. And by, I, love, I love this extra cheese. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Jeez. Gotta have some appreciation for the cheese. Uh-huh. But uh, actually, a, a different type of welcome back. Bullamane, you were actually out of the country for a, a little bit. Uh, so so welcome back. Thank you. How, how was your, your trip to, to, uh, to Norway? How was that? It was great. Uh, it was just spur of the moment kind of thing. Uh, I have family there. It's where I'm born, where I'm from. Um, and I had 10 days in Norway. It was absolutely wonderful. Spent time with my family. I needed a little bit of closure because one of my sisters had passed away last year and I didn't get a chance to go to the funeral. So I went to go see oh, her sorry. grave. So I got that closure. Spent time with my family, my nieces, my nephews. Enjoyed the fresh, clean air that you get in Norway that you just can't get them. can't get where in florida (laughs) and some fresh snow and ice no it was it was amazing it was relaxing it was i needed it i was a little bit burnt out and i needed just some time away and time with family and uh it was great and glad to be home though it's nice to sleep in my own bed (laughs) yeah yeah definitely understandable i like how she said 10 days in norway i was like that sounds like a good movie title <laughs> I was 10 days in Norway. Oh, 10 days in Norway. <laughs> it sounds like a really great movie title. Considering so, how safe uh, and like, like kosher and like Norway is, it'd be like probably the most boring movie ever. There'd probably be nothing <laughs> going on. <laughs> it's like, I'm saying, it's like, hey, we're going about you gotta understand, 40 miles an hour. Florida to Norway is probably like night and day. It is. I don't, you don't have to incriminate yourself and say where in Florida. I've lived in Florida before. I know how wild. Oh, how crazy! Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy land. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's a reason Florida man uh, is a thing. There is. There is. If you live in New York, I'm not gonna lie. I know nothing uh, about this. I'm a I'm a PA guy, so. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Florida is where all the debauchery can really come true. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, wow. Florida's. I'm not a fan of Florida personally. I live here, but mm, you know, there's people who like it here. I'm not one of them. It is what it oh, is. No, I straight up said <laughs> I never move. Will live there again. If it was up to me. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bullet Maiden, uh Now that you're now that you're back and you you've gotten really uh, adjusted to your streams. Actually, something I want to touch on um, is I I once again want to say a congratulations. I saw that you caught the interest of uh, game gamer fuel. That was awesome. Yeah, Mountain Dew Amp Game Fuel. I'm So, uh, so. Can you give us a little backstory on how that got started? Yeah. So. I drink a lot of game fuel. Um, I think it, I, so what it was is back in the day, uh, it used to be just amp. I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, energy drink from way yeah. back when. Yeah. Amp. Yeah. Mountain Dew. I think, I'm not sure if Mountain Dew owned them at the time or if they bought them later on, but they bought, they bought them kind of rebranded it as game fuel. Now Re- took out, like, I think it had Torian before and I think they took it out now. So it's like Torian free mm-hmm. and it tastes amazing. It tastes so good. And I just, I, I bought so, I bought so much of it. I drink it all the time when I'm streaming. And I was like, you know what? I want to think about sponsorships. I want to think about being an affiliate with different companies, but I want it to be with companies for products that I really love, you know? Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot yeah. of streamers out there that are picking up, you know, sponsors and affiliates for things they barely use just to have the affiliate or the sponsorship. But I don't want to go that route. I want to go with what I really use. And I love Gamefuel. I drink it every stream. So I made a video uh, I made a video showcasing little clips of me taking swigs of the, my game fuel on camera, me talking about game fuel, stuff like that, put it on Twitter, got over 300 likes, like 80 something retweets and Mountain Dew game fuel, their account, their verified account actually saw it. And what I had, the video was like basically being like, I want to be a brand ambassador for, for Mountain Dew and game fuel. And they were like, we got you check your DMS. And they retweeted my, my video. And in uh, my DMs are just like, we want to send you a care package with some of your favorite stuff. We really love your enthusiasm for for Game Fuel. So I'm not sponsored, still a goal, but they did send the, the care package, which I got this week, actually. Opened mm-hmm. it up and they got, it's, it was amazing. They got me, um, they got me like this amazing Game Fuel jersey. They got me a Nike hoodie that's least, it, it's like the sweetest Nike wow. hoodie that's Game Fuel branded with the Amp logo and, and the Game Fuel on the back. They got me this awesome tumbler. I got a bunch of Game Fuel stickers and they wrote me a personalized hand note, uh, written note that had my, my name on the front and then the, in the inside, it, they even used my hashtag uh, Fuel the Maiden um, on the inside. They were just like, we love your enthusiasm. <laughs> oh. So it was fucking, it was, it was dope. One it step was closer. so dope. So, and they, and yeah. you know what? It's, I'm hoping in the future as I grow that they'll be more interested in sponsoring me as like or affiliating with me at least or letting me be a brand ambassador because they've just they've always been uh, affiliating with like competitive Call of Duty players um, and other competitive players. And but they now for the first time affiliated with a streamer, which is Courage JD. He just became their first mm-hmm. streaming uh, sponsor uh, sponsored or they're sponsoring him for a streamer 
So now they're kind of moving, it looks like, into that direction, into the streaming world. So it looks like I got a chance in the future. But this was kind of like a nice little step. They know who I am. And I'm really appreciative of this care package that I got from them because everything, it was personalized. So it means they gave a shit. Yeah. And that yeah. means that means a, a lot to me. Note. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Yeah. And the merch was nice. Yeah, the merch was nice. Yeah, that's a, that's not cheap merch. That's no, it wasn't. The Nike hoodie, hoodie with that kind of brand. Yeah, no, yeah, Nike dry fit hoodie is it's nice, it's nice. Um, so that was great. That was a my foot. That's I call it my foot in the door to one day becoming <laughs> an affiliate or a brand ambassador for Game Fuel. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a killer step. Yeah. As yeah, my streaming girls were a hoping. lot of streamers would die for. Yeah, I I mean I pushed really hard with that video. I I was I was retweeting and tweeting and branding and trying to get it out there as much as possible to get their attention, and it worked. I was I couldn't believe it. They I got them in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I took, I like, I took a second look at my phone. I was like, wait, what? What is that? <laughs> you need to get real? bullet to get branded by Pepsi then, because <laughs> that's all he ever wants to drink. Oh, bullet sponge. Oh, if that's uh, the yeah, case yeah. that I need My to. bullet brother. Yeah. I need to get on there. Yeah. yeah if, if that's the case, shoot, I need to get sponsored by Pepsi because <laughs> I drink a lot. Is that Pepsi. your? Is that your goal? Is that your goal? Like, who are your? Who are your goal yeah. sponsorships or affiliates or uh, affiliations? So one of them, and I actually reached out, but for it was pretty much a numbers, it's a numbers game. But um, my two would be Pepsi and Elgato because mm-hmm. I use a lot of Elgato stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. Same. And then a very close third is Razor, because mm. I have a lot of their stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get onto their their little hashtag Razor streamer, uh, so you know just trying to go go from there. But the only problem I have is I don't use anything consistently, like on stream that I can like advertise like you know with like game fuel i could be you know like hell here's my game fuel can of such and such flavor and i I don't always have a pepsi either (laughs) well i mean yeah if i want to lift up my elgato that's under my desk and be like here guys i'm recording with hold on let me unplug this real quick here's my elgato not really not really that you gotta like show it but plug them all the time eventually enough plugging plug it do what i did man i literally just did a video of me plugging. That wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I wow. Are we gonna do a lot of plugging here? We're gonna do a lot of plugging. If you guys look at my 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 pin tweet and you watch my video, it's it's literally me being like, I just talking to my, my my viewers and being like, you know, I really would love to be a brand ambassador. And then like little cuts to me drinking, taking a swig of my my game fuel over some music and just and just having a good time and like showing that I really love the product. I mean, and like for me, I would love to be sponsored. Or affiliated with Elgato as well. I use Elgato right now for as much as I can. I'm gonna get yep. their key light as soon as I got more room. Um, I definitely would love That's Astro exactly. Gaming. Uh, same boat. <laughs> same boat. Yeah. Uh, same boat. <laughs> same boat. I also want Astro Gaming to affiliate with me. Huge fan of Astro Gaming. I am constantly getting everybody that I know to get their products. Um, I use the headset as you can see right now. I've got you know I've got the controller. I've got some of their gear. Um, I'm a big fan of Astro Gaming as well. So those are like my other two dream sponsorships. And then Chipotle. I don't know if you guys saw it the other day, but Chipotle had tweeted out. They're like, who wants to be sponsored? Uh, <laughs> I can never have a There's not a Chipotle with- here. 
There's not a Chipotle, really? I don't think we have a Chipotle. Oh here. man, I it's to good. Go out of my way. Y'all might have one, but y'all might have exactly. One, but I mean, good. I think it might be in a mall or some shit. Yo, if Chipotle hops into the it sponsorship game, I would love to be sponsored by Chipotle. Do I eat that all the time? Nah, I would get. I could actually sell that really well. <laughs> I can't. I can't do anything with Chipotle because the second my significant other. Like even walks into the room if it's over Chipotle, I'm getting cursed out. If I ever had the opportunity to like do an <clears throat> to like do an ad for them, it, it, I would be able to put like my my best voice forward, be like you know such and such drink for all your gaming drinking needs. Buy it now for X amount of dollars and stuff. So it's like you know if I ever got that opportunity. To, to like promo food or something like like yo what you want me to do I'll make you a little bitty ad right here you know what just, you think just you can insert do, ad you can try that with Razor every time Razor has a deal plug it on your stream you're like yo guys just so you know like Razor today it's like 15% off because of yada yada plug it and then make a video montage of this shit man or this is, you Razor gotta show just your dedication products yeah. plus Razor actually yeah. does partner with streamers so you've got a there's a good shot there yeah, that they do, yeah. They do. Yeah, that they do. Game guys, food, on the other hand, was a little getting... bit harder. See, I get... <laughs> yeah. See, see, guys, even even on the podcast, I learned something. I learned something. I just got to fit this into my, <laughs> my daily mean, crime. If you would have asked the question to me, I would have probably helped you out with that information, too. But eh, whatever, you don't listen to me. You think all I do is post memes. Hey, I work, I mean, I work exactly. in marketing and branding, he so... Loves memes. Yeah. Marketing and branding's my thing. So... So a little, a little, a little, a little background for like everyone who's probably like, yeah, Tachi, geez, why aren't you doing that? Uh, my, my schedule is usually very, very, very busy. Uh, for those who watch my Twitch streams, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I stream. And then afterwards, I'm, you know, working on on content. And then Saturday, we're doing the podcast. And then Thursday, I got to make sure the podcast goes out. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, I make sure you. So I only get one day off, like off, off. And it's it's Sunday. So a lot of the stuff that. I would think of that like we're discussing now just literally goes out of my head and it's only been within probably like the last six I want to say about six months that there's been uh more outside help and I just have to still get used to that uh because a lot right. of stuff I was I was winging solo so within like the last six months there's been more outside help so I'm I'm slowly weaning into realizing that I might have time to do other things uh on on the side in, in my little breaks of you know recording editing streaming and all the the wonderfulness that that comes with that so yeah well also now like getting these ideas gives you a chance to put it on a to-do list and get to it at some point so it's like yeah, okay make definitely. a plug start plugging razor make a video get their attention now it's on your to-do list yep let me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pick up my phone right now. You guys can't. Well, you guys can see, but you can see, <laughs> but I see. Can't see I see you writing it down. <laughs> All right now. Yeah, I see you Just writing it down. I saw people waving. In, you know, it's beautiful time right Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was waving. I was like, wait, what the That's fuck? That's yeah, right there. I clicked in my head. I was like, oh yeah, you did explain. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, so 
going down our outline. Yeah, guys, we didn't even touch our outline yet. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Let's love get it. to it. Love it. Uh, yeah, so, almost 20 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, comics. So I'm just going to start off. I'm not going to give like real context to it because I want this to be an open-ended question. And we've kind of touched on this in previous podcasts about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we kind of touched on it setting a standard for new movies and right now it seems as though it's kind of like an old generation versus new generation thing going on here because Avengers Endgame has just set a a record that nobody wants basically Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to Academy Awards what's the Um, what's the record? record so here's it's the thing. It's the only movie to be a top selling movie to not win the get any kind of Academy Anything. Award. Wow. Nomination wow. or Academy Award. Well, that was to be and expected. They actually are holding the record for the highest grossing. I feel like that's to be expected because comic book movies always get the shaft unless somebody unfortunately exactly. passed away or something. <laughs> So, and that's exactly. the thing, right? And a lot of people are sitting here saying, oh, well, the Dark Knight won one, or Suicide Squad won one, or um, the Joker won one. All two of those three movies, there's a reason behind. And the last one was kind of like, it shouldn't have won the award, but it did for some fucked up reason. What, uh, was it like Black Panther was also nominated? Black nominated Panther won. For cinematography, I think. Yeah, the year before. I mean, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So people bring up The Dark Knight. Well, The Dark Knight was nominated pretty much on the sole body of work of Heath Ledger. Of course. He was a, he was masterful in that film. Mm-hmm. And Some it people became even like, more poignant because... won it because he died. No, yeah. Some people say uh, that. I don't... I don't agree with no, that. No, I no, I'm not saying that it's true. I'm saying that a lot, some people argue that. I think that he did an incredible job yeah. as the Joker. He did it. He did an outstanding. Yeah. Like it was, it was outstanding his his work as the Joker. So I definitely think he deserved the nomination. Whether or not the win had anything to do with his passing away, who knows? Uh, but he definitely deserved to be nominated on that one. I will say it did. Well, and so the only the, reason, only, so I'm going to give a counter to that. I'm gonna the only reason why I say it did and it does sound fucked up why I say it. Yes. And I'm about to get to that part too. So <laughs> Star Wars is one of the highest grossing film sagas of all time. And mm-hmm. how many Academy Awards has it been nominated for outside of best uh what the fuck are you called again? Musical score. Are you talking about all the ones like including the originals? All of them. I have no idea. Three. I have no idea. It's Academy Award. I think it was three. Three. Star Wars. Because it's been yeah, pushed to three. win like best award, well, best screenplay, all that other stuff. It's never won it. Most of the time, when it wins an award, is best visual effects or best. Um, why can't I think of the actual term for this? No, Star Star Wars won. Yeah, looking ready. Star Wars won seven, including an honorary Oscar. Honor, honorary. honorary. Oh, that's like a participation trophy. But what did it win for? Trophy. What did it win for, though? That's the thing. Uh, I I gotta now that you would have to literally look up on their list. Well, because I know Star I mean, Wars has won, but it's never won 
best screenplay. Well, here's well, here's an argument you can you can come up with though if you comes when you talk about comic books, comic book movies being real entertainment or not. Let's talk about Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, who just won best actor yeah. and he deserved it. I think I honestly I was so unsettled that entire movie watching him because he made me yes. feel so unsettled yes. and so unhinged because he was so unhinged. I was blown away by his performance as a Joker and I was if he hadn't won that Oscar I would have been severely disappointed. But here's the thing, outside of the namesake, do you feel it's a comic book movie? No. Outside of that namesake. No. Right. So, my argument all the time with people when they bring up the Joker is this. The Joker, if you took Raging Bull and about two other movies by Martin Scorsese in the 1970s, 1980s, it's a combination of those three movies. All three of those movies are are, are critically acclaimed movies, right? Uh, That movie is a masterpiece. Do not get me wrong. That movie was produced well, written well, acted out well but outside of the namesake of joker in the face paint in certain character names there is no true affiliation with them with the comic book character and if you were to take away those names and, and not even all the names it's literally it could have, you could take it away all of it and just made it about a man becoming unhinged and who was unhinged and losing his mind but finding yeah. pure happiness and it would have been the same no, I get what you're saying, but maybe that's what we need from comic book movies going forward. A little bit more depth to the exploration of the characters. But then again, saying that we remove the comic book. Depends on the character. Yeah. yeah and it will, depending Joker on the has, comic book, it I removes mean, it. Yeah. That's the thing with like, with like the MCU, though. If you put it all together, all, what is it, 24 movies, 23, 24 movies, all together is one then you've got yourself this epic story development, story, everything that probably would be more Oscar worthy, but you can't do that because it's 20 something plus movies. It's so many. So it's, it's like a tricky situation. I do. I think that the MCU movies and like the, especially the ones that really do well in the box office and really capture people's attention. Do I think that they should be more recognized by the Academy? Yeah, I think they do. They should. And I think the Academy is, is, a little bit old-fashioned, and I think that they're starting to get a little bit more modernized, but I think they still have a long way to go, and they should recognize these movies that are making, breaking box office records, because these are what people want to see. These are movies that are, pe- that are grasping people's attention. People in Endgame, when I went and saw it, I saw it three times, and every single time, people were affected by the movie. It, you, happiness, sadness, that's what a film is supposed to do to you. It's supposed to, it's I feel supposed like to. Robert Downey Jr. for, and this is also going back to the Dark Knight conversation. The year that Heath Ledger won for the Dark Knight, Robert Downey Jr. was also nominated, right? Now everybody's going to sit here and say, "Oh, he was nominated for Iron Man." That's not the movie. No, yeah, no, yeah. The movie he was nominated for, a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, why the fuck would he win it for that?" Tropic Thunder. What's the movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, did he have blackface on yeah. in that one? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about that movie? You had a person that detested the fact that he had to do blackface, but when he explained it out loud and was like, "Hey, the reason they wanted me in blackface was to touch on the age-old troop of white actors playing 
roles that they shouldn't have ever played. He did that masterfully. Mm-hmm. Like, as stupid of a movie as Tropic Thunder is, the one thing people remember about that movie is what? Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. <laughs> yeah. Playing yeah. three different characters in one go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? We're but supposed to be a unit. Suck my unit. <laughs> <laughs> like, Favorite. No, Robert Downey Jr. in 08, for all the movies he was in, did phenomenal in every movie because he was in the song. Mm-hmm. This was the year Sherlock of his Holmes too. Was, didn't he like shortly Sherlock after? Sherlock was shortly 2009, after. 2010. Yeah, it was yeah, short. shortly after. But his comeback, like when he started picking up roles again, was, Tropic mm-hmm, Thunder, mm-hmm, Iron Man, mm-hmm. and the solo. Which came first, Iron Man or Tropic Thunder? Iron, Man. Iron Man, right? Yeah. And Iron I mean, Man. and he did Iron Man well, and he's done Iron Man well for the last 10 years. And that's why, like, I don't know if you guys have seen him. Like, I watch audience reaction videos sometimes because for me, going to see in a Marvel movie, I, lo- I love when the crowd goes wild, when something badass happens on, on screen. Like, I love those yep. moments, that hype that you feel in the room. It's, like, indescribable. And um, I, at the end of the movie, when the, the last person that we, sh- we see in the credits is Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, the crowd goes wild because it's, like, he gave us 10 years of just amazing iron man action and everybody it's like he's he's got a place in our hearts forever because he did such a good job uh as iron man he's done such a great job as iron man you know you've made an impact when the comics start to look more like how you look yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know than anything the so, yeah, other thing with it, like, and I'm not knocking Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was a phenomenal actor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? I do honestly believe if Heath wouldn't have died, there would have been a little more thought on who won that award. You know, I mean, you're not wrong. There's there's a good chance that he may not have won it if he had still been alive. But either way, his his performance in that movie was amazing. He carried the movie. Yeah. He I'm not really going to give you my take about that's the all I even Christian remember. Bale series. That's all I even remember from the movie is... <laughs> yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Ledger carried that film. Yeah. Um, yeah the only, the only reason I said brag that... About DC, when it, I'm off on that. People brag about DC, about Academy Awards, because three movies have won an award under DC's umbrella, right? Which are? Dark Knight, okay. Joker... Uh-huh. Suicide Squad. Oh. Mm. <laughs> you hear that, though? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So Suicide oh. Squad. Um, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad won an Academy Award for Best Wardrobe. Oh, okay. Now, do we do we care about these awards, though? <laughs> That's the thing. People do care about these awards because people are looming that over Marvel's head saying, ha, ha, ha. Like, we yeah, had a better outfit Suicide. than you? Yeah, Suicide Squad won an award, and you got, and the Avengers didn't. But hey, you know what? We got best cinematography. I would take cinematography over wardrobe any but day. That was that was before um, Black Panther came out. Now the other thing is, mm. I don't know how the fuck Suicide Squad won that won that award because who they were up against. The other science fiction movie that came out at that time was Star Trek, uh, the third Star Trek movie. Uh-huh. It, mm, with Chris, uh, <laughs> my bullet brother into does the not. Beyond. Into the Beyond, yeah. Into the Beyond had 
won best well was nominated for best costume design. You mean to tell me Suicide Squad for a bunch of dingy looking costumes for ninety percent of the cast beat out Star Trek? Yeah, so I well, can explain the logic it, behind it's the Academy of, Awards thought on that. Okay, one. yeah, isn't it the members of the Academy that vote? So basically, any actor, yeah. director. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bigger so property posts in that. So I won't say post like editing, but like what they're taking into account is how little special effects play a part. When you look at like the behind mm-hmm. the scenes of the Suicide Squad and their videos, their costumes are literally what you see on screen. There's absolutely no right, CG. Cool. There's no added yeah. effects. Their costumes are 110% them. When, you know, Will Smith dons his mask, that is his mask. There's no CG whatsoever. So technically he could have wore that mask the whole movie, but because they wanted to use his superstardom, he didn't. But the fact he had the ability for his entire costume to be, you know, dead shot, no CG, mm-hmm. they took that into consideration where, uh, when you look at, you know, Marvel or most other movies, there's a slight CG oh, to it. Slight, like, you know, huh, even with Iron lot, Man. A lot. <laughs> a, a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. There's a lot for, of CG to, to their costumes. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of CG to their I costumes. I know what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. In Star Trek's case, though, the reason why I'm going to argue that is Star Trek actually use practical effects, not CGI for a lot of their costumes. Mm. A lot of that was hours of makeup and painting. Mm. Mm. But they also probably but also look at the trope of the Star Trek costumes. And don't get me wrong, I'm a Trekkie through and through. But their costumes mm-hmm. are not complicated to make. Cosplayers well, for I, like I, mean, I know I what you're saying. For like hundred dollars or less, less can make of it is including with makeup and including with design, character design, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what they said was, in my opinion, what they said was Killer Croc looked better than 90% of the people in Practical Effect in Star Trek. Well, I mean, Star Trek, so the, I see, I'm not a Trekkie, down, but I, I've seen, you know, glimpses here and there throughout my life because it's such a big thing, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. isn't Star Trek more of a uniform-looking kind of costume design? More uniform. It's more uniform more in uniform. nature. So I feel like that could probably yeah. also have a part to play because Suicide Squad, from what I never saw it, but from what I remember seeing, again, glimpses of it, it looked quite like there was quite a variety um, mm. in the costumes themselves. Yeah, yeah no one matched. And I think whatsoever. that played a, I think that played a big, big role because unless you know the Star Trek history and they're taking that into account, you've got to think if you've got somebody at the Academy Award who's never a Trekkie and they're voting on these things, they're going to look at it from individuality. Captain Kirk can look like a a person in the extra if you don't know the subtleties in star trek like where to find their rank how to tell them apart it's just like uh what's the difference between a red shirt a blue shirt and a yellow shirt exactly right like also like how many people in the academy do you think have actually seen all these movies and aren't just like christmas treeing down this this vote. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree. I agree. There are so many people in the academy that have to vote. <laughs> I always wonder. I'm like, how many of them yeah. have actually seen every single movie that is nominated? I mean, I wonder if they probably have to. I'm pretty sure they have to watch whatever gets nominated. The requirement the is, is how much they pay attention. But how many people do it? Like, you know, it's like school. Like, 
you're supposed to read oh, that and- chapter, but. Do you really read that chapter? But you didn't. <laughs> You're sitting it. Uh, how I think of it is, yeah, you were sitting there. Yeah, the movie was on. But <laughs> you physically there. Were yeah. Like there. You were you there? there? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Literally. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's also yeah. like they're not sitting there being like, okay, costumes. Okay. Cinematography. Okay. Uh, sound effects. Okay. Visual effects. Like they're, they're, it's like, how, like how much of them were like, in the story, watching the story, and like when they left, how much of it left an impression when it came to the costumes and all that. Like, it's interesting to think. Like, I, I wonder how these Academy Award uh, or Academy members go about watching these films because obviously they're voting on them. So I wonder if they go in with certain mm-hmm. viewpoints already in their head, if there's certain biases. So you, I don't know. Because no. I would have sure never thought are. Shape of sure Water would have won Best Movie. I've oh. seen Shape of Water, and I'm like, this is kind of weird. Kind of? Like. No, straight up. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, though. But, yeah. but I'm no, pretty I'm sure like... they dug deep and found some way to relate it to <laughs> modern deep. culture. They, 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 she you know. fucked the fish. She, yeah, that's but the, that's, we're the, talking that's, about... that's all. That's <laughs> what that's that's look, that's I'm that's about to give that's... the counter to that. I'm about to give their <laughs> logic. I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see. When you look at okay. it, it's about not being afraid to break down barriers, love having no limits. It doesn't matter, you know, whom or what (laughs) or what you love. Look, once again, you can marry your favorite anime character in Japan. Just think about that. Just there's think about a woman that. that's married to a wall at a train station. There's a there's a guy that was married to a dolphin. There's a man. There's a woman out there who's in love with her. Her old roller, some roller coaster out there. This the is movie about to a breaking dolphin. love barriers. That is a fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I know what you're getting at, and I get it. The symbolism. I get it. I get it. And Don't of course, social norms, all this other work, shit. Or Del Toro is just saying, "Hey, society is scary." <laughs> right. And then they still got your back blown out by a fish. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what? It's the way they also it's also the way they presented it. It was made to look like an Academy Award winning film. It looks like the type of movie you would see winning an Academy Award. There's like a sort sort of like vibe and 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 feel to every movie that wins. It just has there's a certain vibe to it. And that's why MCU also just doesn't hit that because you don't get those vibes from it. It's like that, like you don't get those life struggles, like sort of gloomy it's like there's a there's a specific vibe to every win movie that wins an academy award right. academy award so, there is two different types of movies usually that come out throughout the year right there is your popcorn flick where it's just solely for entertainment and then there is your academy flick that is sole purpose to win an award, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be at least nominated for an award. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. it doesn't get nominated for an award, it looks bad on it. Prime example of that, I want to say it was called Project Atlas from oh. a few years back. They had, where they had a lot of big the, names in it, too. The, the, the time right. travel one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where the movie pretty much, and it sounds like an Academy Award movie, right? The movie takes place in different um, centuries and basically each century is these two lovers and how their lives intersect throughout their time until you hit the future 
Right. It definitely sounds Academy worthy. <laughs> it was snubbed. Yeah. 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 Didn't get any nominations. Damn. It was. It was very. It was a confusing j- j- jamble, really. It was kind yeah. of honestly the Academy confuses me Honestly. on a, a whole lot of levels because then you've also got things like what was it like Brad Pitt finally won an award, but here you've got Brad Pitt being fucking Brad Pitt <laughs> who's been like <laughs> I mean Brad Pitt there's still the whole who's missing there's Leo has Leo won his Oscar yet Leo did Leo did Leo did. finally win his Oscar who else has been snubbed that they're always uh, oh um Glenn Close. Still has a one an Oscar, but everybody knows who Glenn Close is. You know, it's like yeah. The best example of that I can give Gary Oldman, who has been in countless Academy nominated movies, well, potential movies, has not. Well, he finally won one probably like a year or two ago, right? But you mean to tell me Gary Oldman for all his performance and all his talent? Not once have you ever thought, oh, yeah, this man needs it. Yeah. There's been so many big stars that are big stars, household names known all over the world, and they can't win an Academy Award, even when they put out some amazing performances. That happened to Jennifer Aniston recently when she did Cake. Cake was way out of her norm, was a great performance, and she got snubbed, completely snubbed. And she was like a favorite to be nominated and to win, and she was snubbed. The fact that Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio has had several movies that should have easily won him an award and just never got acknowledged for it mm-hmm. bothers mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Well, we we just talked yeah. about that the other day. Me and Burn did when we were playing Apex. Right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> what, 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 what movie was it that we thought Leo should have should have? Was it Catch Me? The party. Oh, catch me oh. can in the party. Those are yeah, the two catch me in the I can. Thought he won it. I, I thought he was gonna win for that. Mm. Yeah. No. Uh, Matthew McConaughey won summarize. an award for Leonardo. To summarize, we think the Academy has some growth. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, yeah, all right. It, it's a favorite system. It, it, it's a it's a it's a favorite system. It is, yeah, and it, it's it's very traditional and old fashioned. And the Academy should... has a lot of growth they need to make. To, to keep up with modern times. I mean, yeah. I still, I'm an award show junkie. I love the Academy Awards. I love all the award shows. But the Academy Awards is old-fashioned. And they need to, they need to get some, like, either some fresh blood in management or whatever. But they need to, like, acknowledge that times have changed. And the biggest grossing movie of all time should be recognized for the, the, the impact it made on people all over the world. So I will say this. I don't think the movie as a whole probably should have got it, but I think Robert Downey Jr. should have at least been nominated. Yeah, no, not necessarily the movie. I'm not saying specifically that Endgame should have been nominated for anything. I just mean in general that that yeah. these type of movies that are coming out that are making the impact that they are need, should be recognized for that. Just because it's a comic book. Gully Ripoff 2.0 won fucking three. <laughs> oh, for, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking Avatar. about, Avatar. Watch Avatar. Oh, God. And there's another one of those coming out, too. Good Lord. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna, and then they're going to do a re release. But uh, before we dive in yeah. and, and go further into the show, we are going to take a really, really uh, quick break here. Got to let the, that, that, that ad roll. But. We'll be right back after the break. 
So we are back and moving on. We are gonna roll into talking about uh, Call of Duty Season Two. Let's get some some first impressions, likes and dislikes, and uh, yeah, just so, so, like Russ. So, uh, what do you guys think oh, so far? Oh God, Russ. Dislike Russ. Wow. Russ. Let me tell you. Okay, I... so Russ is before my time. I started my first Call of Duty was Black Ops One, so I missed Modern Warfare Two. I missed Russ. So it's my first time playing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing it right now. And, ooh, Russ, some games I like Russ, some games I don't the, like Russ. The, the spawn points are way, way, way worse than Shipment, I feel like, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just so open. It's just, at least Shipment, you've got somewhere, like, you got a little protection. <laughs> With the some barrels containers. and the fucking Yeah, no, fucking Russ boxes. is just open to death, wherever you are. Wherever so, you are. You missed the bullshit of Russ, then. Modern Warfare 2, Russ, the spawn points were a little bit harsher. It was a little bit more open. Dude, and it was dude, a dude, smaller map. Paradise. <laughs> yeah, it was a smaller oh, map. So it was oh, a man. giant fuck you if you knew how to nuke. God, Rust is how you ended up learning how you really felt about somebody in Call of Duty. <laughs> Rust Rust ruined friendships. Yeah, uh, Russ is the reason I stopped playing a 360 for a month. Damn. <laughs> a dumb times in Rust made me say, yo, fuck this game. I'm not, fuck this system. I'm not touching you right now. Yeah. <laughs> he called that commission so and said, cope with, <laughs> I can Rust. cope with Rust. With I need breaks, the, but I can cope uh, with it. Exception. Yeah, with the exception of like domination. And headquarters. I can go with Rust. Headquarters. It's, it's headquarters. And head- no, well, it's too long for. Too, that's torture. Yeah. That's straight up torture. Yeah. Headquarters is too. That's too yeah. long for Rust. So, like, if it's, you know, TDM, mm-hmm. kill confirmed, mm-hmm. and all that, uh, what I see happening with Rust, and it's a matter of time before people do, people are trying to find ways to camp Rust. That's what's happening. You can. Trying to figure out. Oh, you can. But it's it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder because people are like, oh, I'll hide up top, but everybody knows to look up there now. So what a lot of people yeah. are trying to do is they're trying to do backs against the fence on the outline. But that's where I like to run. Ends, and they're trying to do backs against. That's the where fence. I go and clean them out. And that's where people, yeah. So <laughs> that's where I go and clean them out. So like I found that there are two just, types yeah. of Rust games so far for me. Uh, it's where everybody's on the sides <laughs> and I get kills on the sides everybody's playing in the middle and I got to play in the middle to get them. <laughs> so I either have to play either or I prefer mm. the ones on the sides because I just run around in a circle, take people out as I go. So much better. Rust only comes in two fucking <laughs> flavors. That That's really it. Yep. That is basically the best yep. way to put it. You're either running on the outside and everybody's running on the outside or six people in the middle and mm-hmm. they're it. all just sitting in little cre- like, like little, little, there, there's so many little cracks in the middle, you don't even have to go to the top, but just I keep getting shot from like the littlest little holes, and like, and I'm just like, what? How do you even? Like the, the thing I'm glad about Rust this time frame though is people aren't claymore happy in Rust this time around. Oh, water uh, they blow themselves up. <laughs> you spawn on it. <laughs> God, yeah, I've spawned on a claymore in Modern Warfare 2 Rust. One of my friends, one of my friends, my friends the, one of my friends did the campiest thing the other day when we played. He went up to the top, put a uh, claymore at the top of the stairs, sat up there with an LMG, and just took people down. I was like, you just hit straight up, hundred percent number one camper. That was like straight up camping, straight up, like yep. definition in the book, camping. 
I mean, uh, and that's that's the stuff that bursts the people that run the RPGs and they just start shooting RPGs at yeah. the tower. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm done with I'm done with I'm done with Damascus. I ain't touching losses <laughs> ever again. I ain't touching shotguns ever again. But I mean, I, I suppose shotguns are probably a bitch. Uh, uh, it wasn't bad once you had a shipment playlist, which let me tell you, oh. I miss. I miss a shipment playlist. I did play. I did pistols. I did. I finished pretty much most of my guns with shipment and shoot house. Um, both great challenges for both great maps for challenges. But other than that, like when it comes to season two, yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get the whole system. Like it's tracking my career level, so I'm almost level 400. Yet I get demoted every time there's a new season. I hate that. I hate being demoted from 155 to 56. I hate it. I don't get the point of it. And then you go into I your... I think what they're... I, what's your, what do you think? Well, I was going to say, I just think they do that uh, because in the previous games, like <clears throat> Black Ops 4 and, and some of the other ones, I think they wanted Jesus. it so that people that get the game... Yeah, when people get the game and they jump Farm in, it. they're not immediately intimidated and, and intimidated by uh. these high-level... There's also players, people farming it, and then they forfeit. There's also matches. people for. There was a lot of people farming it. There were people who would account share, so they'd hit a, like a thousand as soon as possible. Um, and now you can't do that because yeah. you all you can do is hit 155, and then you sit there. But it hurts me when I go and look at my barracks, yep. and it's like you're level 400, and nobody else can see this. Like I worked hard. I, I'm at 400. Uh, but, yep. I did what I did. Yeah, for a I come, not, not only that. So rank progressions, or well, it depends. On one page, it's called rank progressions. When you click on it, it's called officer progressions. They haven't decided what they want to do there, but they change every season. <laughs> you get you Trust change me, it every season. That's how the season. military works. <laughs> it changes every season to challenges, right? I did all season one. Not sure why I did it. All I got were some emblems. Okay, big whoop. Working on season two right now. Gonna get more yay. emblems. Big whoop. Like, I'm not sure what's the point of me completing all the challenges. Like, I don't see a reward for the work I'm putting in with the way that the system skins, is in this game. Emblems. But you don't even get skins. You don't get skins from. No, no, no. But that's see, the thing. With rank progressions, you don't get skins. You just get an emblem. Every 10 challenges is an emblem. That, that, that's all. Oh. That's it. Nothing. No, like. This is why I don't. There's do no challenges. color change on my name. There's nothing to like recognize that I have done the whole season. I can make my emblem, whatever the emblem is for completing all of it, and that's it. And like, who gives a shit really about emblems? Here's my theory. <laughs> it's for Here's my theory behind challenges on any game, on any game that has online. This is my theory behind challenges. It's kind of like a big old band aid. That they're not calling a band-aid but they're like well we can't really tell people what to do but we know people that love this game are going to try to do this so here you go here's a slap on the band-aid back in the day call of duty any game that had online halo whatever when people found that there was an op weapon a gun that they love something that they could you know wreck somebody's day with that was all they ever used online you found it worked you used it you abused it and you didn't care about anything else so I think what games did with these challenges is they're appealing to two different types of, of uh, audiences with this one. Emblems and some games that give you skins and stuff, that appeals to the younger audience, the kids that like Fortnite you know, stuff. probably play Fortnite mm -hmm. on the side. <clears throat> exactly. Well. So they're like, ooh, I get to look like so-and-so because I did such and such. Where us, you know, veteran gamers, we're like, 
All right, whatever. Can I get like a new gun or something? Like, well, not old? even. Can, can I, I get like well, not even shows I put can in? Can I work? show like my level? Can I can I get my like? Or yeah, can like, I get my prestige emblems? Yeah, my prestige emblems. Let I'm me doing. tell you, I miss prestiging so much. I miss those emblems. At least like if you complete the season, mm. give me a special emblem next to my name instead of demoting me back to fifty six to the regular. You know, like they could at least like that emblem that I get at the, the end of the, the season. Make that yeah. the emblem by my name, my rank by my name. You know, just to show that I did yeah. it. I don't understand. <clears throat> so, so that so far, I mean. So my second you know. thought on why they they have those the, the, the challenges is, is is because it's to wean people from just only using their favorite weapon. Yeah, but that's fine. <clears throat> but I'm just saying, like you know. If I complete all ten, all the whole season, I did all challenges, right? I did because you start at fifty six and you get a, you get a new challenge all the way to one fifty five, and then once you complete all of them, you get an emblem for every ten, I think it is, and then once you get the last emblem, all you can do is basically wear it on your calling card. But I'm saying like that rank, you know, when you when you your level, yeah. right, and you have your your officer rank next to your level on the screen, you know, like your stripes. Why not make that the emblem for the season, whatever the highest you completed for the season? Like, why can't I have that as my emblem? Like, sort of like a prestige icon to show that, hey, I did all this work. Yeah. Why not that? Not an emblem, just like a little asterisk next to your name. Something. Completely. Yeah. No, I get you. I I think it's to just reduce. And this is me playing devil's advocate. This is probably it's probably to reduce out on because a lot of games go based on season. And once the season's done, whatever could be unlocked in that season is you yeah. missed out. So people who might not get the game until season two, season three, they probably this is where Outcry d- dictates a game's form, and this is why I'm like I kind of am against seasons in games because a lot of people who probably don't get the game the year it comes out because mm-hmm. they know it'll be cheaper the following mm-hmm. year, so they get the game wait, the wait following year. Friday. Now they've missed out on a whole yeah. season. Yeah, so they've missed out on this whole season, and there's with the introduction of trophies, and a lot of games have made this mistake. There's certain trophies that are like multiplayer lock, or who knows, they could get season locked. Yeah, so you can't ever get everything in the game because you missed out from season one to whenever or you you started in season one and say you know like if you're in the military and you have to miss a season you miss season two now you've missed mm-hmm. out on stuff and you get to see it on everyone else i know i know i get it yeah i mean i'm, I'm in the same boat like so, it's season they have season so i think they're just to make a level to... playing field i get it but you know this is call of duty though it's not another game call of duty is staples master prestige your prestiges mm-hmm. your well you laughed at that because it's been trying it's identity yeah. of call of duty has been shifting so much over the last few years but um yes. call yeah. of duty has you know yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i look my favorite call of duty oh is black gosh. ops 3 so i can't i can't i can't say much about the jetpack i fucking i love black ops 3 black ops 3 was a lot of fun i thought it was the most balanced mm-hmm. jetpack game it was I thought yeah. Advanced Warfare well, yeah. had too much. IW had I too much. Specialist I hated stuff. Advanced Warfare. I didn't mind it, but it had too much going on. It was like you could go backwards, sideways, you could hover, you could slam down, you could do all sorts of stuff with AW. But Black Ops 3 kept I it, took all it, made it simple. And Burn used to yeah. wreck in Black Ops 3. <laughs> Bro, I missed uh. two more than three. But then again, I used to just sit there and be 
Fuck that plan too. But, that's <laughs> not but no, so, so this season, my take on it is Rust is good and bad mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's moments where I'm like, oh, I love Rust. You play Kill Confirm, I love Rust then. You play TDM, okay, oh, no. Rust then. <laughs> play you play Headquarters. <laughs> headquarters Domination. Yeah, Domination is rough. <laughs> Domination is when you really see some questionable stuff because I've always found it hard. Here's my thing on Domination. There's, if you're going against a squad squad, then I can kind of understand if you're like playing with randoms, you might get rolled over because you have no coordination where a squad is like, all right, we'll post up here, do this. But Mm -hmm. Rust Domination is when you really see some stuff that makes you go, what? They literally (laughs) post up in in Domination Rust. And I'm just like, I've learned so many new little spots because of this, because I've I actually been trying to play OBJ because there's a challenge for season two to win eight Dom games. So I've, I've had to actually like push really hard to get these objectives. And I just get people in rust and like, I don't even know where I'm getting killed from, especially because I'm doing hardcore. I'm just like, where am, where am I dying from? And then oh, yeah. you figure it out and it's just like, how did you shoot me through shoot the tiniest the little pipes. crack over there? It's cr- yes. See, I, yeah, and then I feel I mean, like core domination on Rust would be the biggest nightmare in the fucking world. <laughs> oh, it is. All those so, sponges. People, some people feel differently about it. I hate core. I absolutely hate core <laughs> because I've had moments where I could headshot somebody, like put two bullets in somebody's head, and they're down. And I've had moments where. Whole thirty round magazine oh, goes yeah. into right your brain. Dome. That's when your ping lets you down. <laughs> and you're still kicking. And you look at me and you one shot mm-hmm. me with a shotgun. Not even a shotgun. You get fucking pistol popped and died. Or the MP or like the worst is if you know you shot first, you hit them first. When you watch the kill cam, you're not shooting, but they got a whole clip in you and you're like, What? This this was a I got that this was a bullet clip. that hit me. What are you talking about, a whole clip? I don't. I hate watching kill cams because I feel like if I watch a kill cam, I'm just gonna piss myself off. I need to off. sometimes. I'm just like, how the fuck? I need to know how the fuck that they that I got beamed. I need to know sometimes. I'm like, how? You're the exact opposite. I actually, I, I usually, I'm more of a core player. I've always been more of a core player. I've been playing hardcore now, actually, just in this game, and I've been enjoying it. Um, but also, I was working on Damascus, so for pistols, shotguns, a lot of guns, it was easier to do hardcore. Um, easier but shot trophy mm-hmm. more than one tr- shot mm-hmm. yeah them. and then yeah. like but now with season two you know i've been doing hardcore rust and then and there's this whole battle pass stuff that's going on and i ugh, i don't I, that's another thing with season two is a battle pass i also still just don't get the point of it <laughs> i just i don't get it thank you i i i buy it because I feel like I need to, <laughs> but I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm buying it. <laughs> but all games, the problem is, and I'll say this, and I will shoot Call of Duty bail when it comes to their battle pass. Their battle pass, at least you get weapons that you can get. That's a good thing now. Them. Now it is, yeah. Right. Whereas with, say, for instance, Bullet, Bullet SpongeBob's favorite game in the whole fucking wide world, Apex Legends, you get skins with their battle pass. Well, also, it's only this Call of Duty, though, that you get weapons, I think. No, no. Black Ops 4 also. 
Black Ops 4. No, Black Ops 4. It. There, that went Black all the way back to Black Ops 2. No, when, not for yeah, weapons, weapons on a battle pass. No, because you have to. Well, battle pass, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, for no, battle no. Pass. no, no, because, because they had the battle like pass crates. started on Black Ops 4. Yeah, but crates, but you had to yeah, buy battle crates. Battle pass is new. Yeah, that's true, that's true. You had to buy crates. And let me tell you, I think I spent like 400 bucks in Black Ops 3 trying to get that fucking right. Galil. <laughs> oh, no, you got me fucked up. I was over time, but I swear it was like $400. Every, just every periodically, I would buy crates trying to get the fucking Galil. And then I got it, and it sucked ass. Right now. They like, released like a. They had to release an apology because they they had to admit mm-hmm. like the drop rate for some of their guns was just mm-hmm. ridiculously mm-hmm. And low. And I felt like if you didn't already have a bunch of the guns that had come out previously, your chances of getting the newer guns were much lower. That's what it felt like. Yeah, they got in trouble yeah. for it. Yeah, I, and and I'm glad you brought up the battle pass thing because everybody knows I hate. I honestly hate battle passes about as much as I hate Fortnite because. Uh, and this is a good segue into the the other part of our outline: battle passes and subscription mm-hmm. gaming. Mm-hmm. Cool. Ooh. So, which is worse, a battle pass or a season pass? In your opinion, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say a battle pass because uh, season pass is like a lump sum, and I think they switched to battle passes because the season pass didn't give them a lot of wiggle room to milk it for mm-hmm. longer because everyone's like okay you know i've spent Agreed. 40 dollars on the season pass you've already said i'm gonna get three to four yeah i'm, I'm done. done so yeah so then they started trying to do like double season passes they were like the oh, black like, ops like, pass uh, and it's still a good game but rainbow six and they were like okay well that was season pass one here's season pass two and then people were like nah, that's not how season passes work. Once I gave you my money for the season pass, whatever happened for this game from mm-hmm. then on was... And I mean, I'm one of those people, I always got that season pass. Every time I bought a Call of Duty game, I made sure I got my map packs. I was ready to go for mm-hmm. the year. Oh, yeah. But now, yeah. I've bought two battle passes so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and the game hasn't been, been out I've already spent 40 bucks so far, and there are eight more seasons to go. Probably gonna be another 20 bucks per season. That's that's a much higher spend than forty dollars season pass for the whole year. Exactly. That battle pass doesn't give you the maps or anything like that. The maps are free. Yes, that's Technically, true. Technically, you don't even have to touch a uh, battle pass whatsoever. True, but don't. I feel like I don't know why, to. but I feel like this need to because I feel like I'm missing out so on stuff if I don't buy the, the full battle pass because you can do it for free exactly. but you miss out on some of the tiers you can't get everything on it and that hurts me <laughs> and that goes the same with subscription based gaming why is it necessary to have subscription based gaming it's basically saying alright cool Blockbuster was right we should have been rating games out for like three days and you motherfuckers pay seven, eight dollars for three days of video game. But then you got Redbox here undoing it. Mm. Yes, because Redbox wasn't making revenue from it. Yeah. At, yeah. I don't know. Subscription based gaming. That's the podcast <laughs> you worked here for. Shit, we did talk about this. We did. Alright, so to catch you up in the in the summary. Awesome nutshell, yeah. Yeah. Redbox got rid of it because you couldn't really track who stole the game from you, really. Because <laughs> if you put if you put some piece of paper into a disc and slid it in, you were good. Um, if you broke a game and then put it in, you were good, right? So yeah. you couldn't really track it. So now 
you just lost out of a $60 game because somebody paid $2 for said $60 game. Mm. That's a nutshell. Uh, so so explain much. to me what subscription-based gaming, what that is looks like today. So subscription-based gaming Xbox player or a PlayStation player? I'm a PlayStation player, but I know that it's, I think it's bigger on PC right now, right? Yes. PlayStation. Uh, what is it? What's that? That is the PlayStation now. Um, oh, Xbox, yeah. Game Pass, okay. uh, yep. Nvidia. Uh, they've got their own streaming service. EA Access. I kind of want to say yep. they kind of like offer discounts and stuff, but, but like their games it's too. Dis- discount some free games depending on the game. But EA yeah, Access, that's what it is. Discount some free games. Based game. That is okay. still really okay. But long long term though. Let's say I guess it yeah. depends on the level of gamer that you are. Let's say let's long let's say long term. Do you think it's more cost effective as a buyer to do subscription based gaming rather than just buying a game and then I don't know trading it in a GameStop? Uh, the only two I give credit where credit is due for, it, and I say fuck it, get it if that's how you feel. As much as we hate EA as a company. EA's Game Pass is actually really fucking smart and really good. So basically, you have the Game Pass, you download the game, and the game is yours as long as you're paying for that Game Pass. Right? I see. So you don't have to connect to the internet or anything like that. As long as it's in your hard drive, you're good to go. You can play it. Because you have what the if you're done with the game? What if you're done with the game? You're done with it. You're done with it. You don't need it anymore. Delete it. Delete, delete it. it anymore. Delete it. Just delete it off your hard drive. That's it. PlayStation Now, on the other hand, is different. PlayStation Now, you can't download that game to your system. Well, you can, it's, but you're streaming that it's, game. It's, 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 it's mostly streaming, isn't it? Yep, you're streaming that game. So now, if you're not connected to the internet, you cannot play that game. If your internet connection you is poor, poor experience you cannot with play it. that yeah, game. Experience with it. Yeah, okay. Yep, it glitches out. Um, Xbox Game Pass, at first, was similar to that. But Xbox Game Pass got a thousand times better. It's pretty much on the same plateau of EA's game downloaded. Where you download the game, it's it's yours, and you can play it whenever you want to, delete it whenever you want to, as long as you have that Game Pass accessible Mm. to you. Mm. Once you're done, once you stop paying for that Game Pass, you don't have the game anymore. Okay. See, here's my here's my take on on that and and the reason I am I am uh, adamantly against subscription based gaming because the keywords in there are once you stop paying once yeah. you stop paying basically you don't you don't own it's it's they're trying to get to the phase where you don't own the game and this is a conflict because a lot of develop and, and this is once again you know I'm putting the developers out there too because let's be honest if they were against it they could protest it but they're on board with it too because you know it's more revenue and that's what it comes down to how can we milk the gaming community and how can we make it last longer because they're look from our standpoint we had it good you go to the store you buy the game that is your game it is yours now you can keep it you can sell it to, you know, back to GameStop. You can do whatever it is you wanted to do with the game. And then, yeah, you might beat the game. And I've had this happen many times. I might beat a game, think I'll never play it again. And then like four or five years later, I'm like, yo, I'm in the mood for such and such all of a sudden. Right. Bring that game back out. 
pop it in and go for it. But mm. where and this just recently happened. Uh, what was it? Activision just pulled all their games from Nvidia's game streaming service. So <laughs> yeah, that was a subscription-based system. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No reason. They didn't give a reason. They just pulled the one games. day the video the subscription-based system that they have. Not long they, after they, made some, they made some kind of announcement. I don't remember what the fuck it was. And the Activision was like, hey, you know what? We're that's pulling out. There's got to be some sort of contract money failure issue going on there. That's what something has to be something that has to do with that. Contract? There's some contract and money. On. That's what it is, always. But think about everybody that has that system and that gaming base subscription. Mm-hmm. They got fucked. Cool. Yeah, basically. So you gotta think, Activision, how big of a company that is, right? So now all these people are asked out of a video game because they were like, nah, I'm not gonna buy the game because this subscription-based system that I own, well, that I'm paying for has the game for me already, so I might as well just use that. Mm. Like, Xbox Game Pass. I will honestly tell you with a straight face, I have not bought an Xbox game in probably about a year. Mm. Because I have the Game Pass. I was just like, man, fuck it. It's $9 a month. It's $9 a month. What the fuck? And I barely touch my Xbox. I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm slightly different. I haven't really gotten into the subscription-based gaming stuff yet, but I'm the type of person who honestly will beat a game and just never touch it again. And I just have it sit here forever and ever collecting dust, and I should just take them to GameStop or something and get some credit for some new games or something. So I'm that type of gamer where a subscription-based might be better for me. But I haven't got, I haven't tested it out yet. <laughs> and I kind of like that you brought that up. Here's a caveat to that, right? And a lot of people are like that. How many times have you been to GameStop? Had a game that was damn near brand new, right? Oh, and you get played $10? it. You, you beat it in a week. It doesn't have any mark scratchy like things on it. You paid for sixty dollars, and then you go to turn it in, and it's five dollars. Yeah. Look at the GameStop. Yeah. You're like, bitch, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, no. they followed the they followed the like a like a car sale. You could literally drive that car <laughs> off the lot, throw it in reverse, and bring it back. Yeah, and they're $2, like, oh, less. yeah, we can only give you like yeah. half for that. And not even yeah, half. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you just need one tire to roll off the edge of that that lot, and it's already half the value. One tire off the yeah. property. No, I know. Depreciate. That's why I haven't. So I have a stack of games here that I am not playing probably will not play again like i beat spider-man and i have probably no intention of playing it again but that's the type of gamer that i am like I'm, i beat it it was fun but i'm done with it and i have it here and i should probably sell it not a Let's lot you can it. do well, if yeah, you 100 that game and then, then that's it so like now it's like yeah it was a great game and i played it at my friends i played it so much but now I'm done with it and I'm it's sitting here and like I have LA Noir as well, I'm not playing that. I'm ready to move on. Like I need to get rid of these games. So here's a here's the thing. Sit I would say don't get rid of them because I did a segment on a YouTube video on a while back. A lot of people don't realize you will be sitting on a future gold mine. Because if subscription-based gaming has its way, hard copies are gonna just go obsolete and certain games are worth a lot of money on the PlayStation 4 already for collectors. Like if you had a PlayStation that had PT on oh, it, oh yeah, oh yeah. Before they pulled it, they dated a guy who had PT. That on his goes PlayStation. for a lot of money. 
E.T. is a... That goes for a lot of money. That one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, people will pay money for that. I really regret getting rid of my Super Mario RPG game with the box. You know what? I kept... You know what I kept? Because... I kept the original GTA San Andreas that got recalled. You know, do you remember that from way back when? Because it, it had sex in it. Coffee. It had sex in it, and uh, they oh, so they yeah. recalled yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Re- released new versions of the game. I have still kept the original. Uh, I think it's like PlayStation Three or some shit like that. <laughs> I have it. I have the disc. I've been saving it. I still have an unopened <laughs> PS4 game here. Same. And I've been watching it. I just been watching it to see like its value. No, I have. Well, I have an unopened Shadow of the Tomb Raider that I haven't started on yet. Best example of that, I had a copy of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for the PS2, right? Never touched the, well, I touched the game, I abused the fuck out of that game, but disc was still intact, no scratches on it whatsoever, case was still perfectly intact. This goes into the subscription-based gaming. The second that game got released on the fucking PS3 and the Xbox 360, 360 digitally, the value went down. The value shot way the fuck down. Because people are like, oh, you have the original. That's cool. But I can get the HD version on my system. Now, granted, once they took those games off of the Xbox Marketplace and the PlayStation Network, value shot back up. But you got to take it with a grain of salt with what games you have. Like Spider-Man, I don't foresee that becoming a huge money grab in the yeah, future. No, it was a great grab, game, but... Just because but... of, like, Marvel, yeah, in general. It was, yeah, well, not, yeah. That's not why. The reason I don't see it is unless you had the digital, del- well, the, not digital deluxe, unless you had, like, the deluxe special edition copy for, like, $100. Yeah. yeah. Like, God of War. I'm gonna keep that game because I have the fucking deluxe box set mm-hmm. looking at me in my closet right now. Mm-hmm. Giant box with is a shield. opened? The game is open. Everything else is still, still in original money in the future, though, even if it's unopened. People will pay for an opened, mid-condition anything. You can still get value, just not as much value. You never know. But I mean, so I have a question then. So, like, with subscription-based gaming, right? Where do expansions fall along? Is it an expansion-like, subscription-based? Separate, or you think they're separate? Cause I'm thinking like, I'm thinking about the new Pokemon stuff. You know, for the first time ever, Pokemon is doing mm, mm, mm. expansions in a game that already exists instead of releasing a new game with the same title and maybe like a one word in front that's different. Like Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon, Black yeah. and White, Black and White Ultra. 2. Now they're, now they're, Dude. now they're expanding on Sword and Shield. Actually, expanding, expanding on, on the, the maps, expanding yeah. the game. That's the brand um, new concept for Pokemon. Well, with Nintendo, and that's sort of like what that's is your sort of like, that's a niche with Nintendo. That's a niche yeah. with Nintendo, though. I don't see Nintendo going uh, with those those games of that magnitude subscription based. Their current subscription kind of stuff is like just for their yeah. online, and there's games yeah. included with it. Okay. Now that's fine, and they're retro games, so yeah. What is your take on it? Because me and Itachi had this conversation. I want to say to be the first episode of season two, or maybe it was like the second episode, something like that. I like it. No, I like it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's something that Pokemon should have been done for a while instead of making the same damn game 
the same damn legendaries. And just like a slightly at a higher <laughs> price. At a high, yeah, basically a higher at price, higher basically price, yeah. same higher. game. I didn't even buy Ultra Sun and Moon because I had Sun and Moon. I was like, mm, do I really need it? You know, like I had Omega Red and, and uh, was it Omega? Was it Omega Red and Alpha? What was it? What are these two variations of Red and Blue that were came out on the 3DS? I can't remember them exactly, but but Ooh, they were Sapphire Blue. Red and yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And it was basically yeah, Ruby Red and Sapphire yeah. Blue. Omega. There was an Omega version of something on the 3DS. Omega Ruby and Sapphire Blue. Was, I think it was Sapphire yeah, the, Blue. The, the other one. They, they just variations much of the same game. Like higher, <laughs> higher quality graphics. Same same game. Yeah. But I found that to be so incredibly annoying. So I'm actually ex- excited for this new expansion system, because it's like okay, Galar region, but okay, let's expand on it. My ultimate dream will never come true, which is having all the regions connected in some way. Not in probably not in my <laughs> lifetime. But okay, there's a reason I'm laughing because I did bring this up once before. I don't think it will ever happen. Shaking his head. You're right. It won't. I, it I, won't. I, I know, but I'm like with this like expansion thing. I'm like, there's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> a little glimmer. A little smidge. Just a, a glimmer. Smidge, a glimmer. That's about it. A, a smidge. smidge. Actually, that's what I thought they were gonna announce when they did the big Pokemon Direct. I thought they were gonna announce that the expansion will take you into some other regions. But I'm glad with what they're doing. I'm happy that we're getting an expansion in June and another expansion in December. And I don't have to buy a whole brand new game. This is I get to yeah, carry I on think, the storyline. I think they're sick of making a whole brand new game. I think game yeah, too. it's old. I think tired it's of it's it. old. It's it's been how many years now? They've been doing it 20 something years, re- rehashing the same storyline like over and over years. again with some better graphics, slightly better graphics, yeah. I might say. Slightly better. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited for that. They won't do the whole regions as a whole. It's actually a joke that the Pokemon creator had said. And it was a comment on Twitter that he made because he gets annoyed by certain Pokemon fans. So, someone tweeted him. No, 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 no. And that's this is why Itachi started laughing when you brought that up. So, he gets mad when people are like, hey, we want every Pokemon in the game, but we want to just deal with Kanto and Johto region. Oh, no. We want all the legendaries and all the starters, but we don't want any of the non-evolution line Pokemon. We want this, this, and this. Oh, and no. The exact words behind it was... That's well, no, I done. agree with him. Like, I agree. Well, I agree with him to that. I mean, that's not what I'm asking for, though. I want all the Pokemon, all the regions, as one giant world where I can travel. One of the things somebody asked for, and he was like, why would I do that? He was like... Well, because... Yeah, I know. I'm about to explain <laughs> what, what, he, what he said. He was like, doing that would mean I would have to put out a game that is so massive that our current generations of systems cannot hold it. Oh, please. Okay, so a thousand Pokemon. Over a thousand Pokemon. Is right? it over a thousand now? I thought it was still over in the 800 range. Mm, it's give like or take. It's, it's like it's off of my Pokemon home count. <laughs> oh, no. It's, like yeah, a it's, it's Pokemon still a thousand, home. I think. Well, it's close. Over, we, all right. We'll say a thousand. We'll go with a thousand. Yeah, eight, nine hundred plus Pokemon, right? How many regions do we have now? I think it's eight regions. Eight. Mm -hmm. It's eight. So eight regions with all those bosses. 
It's fine. A lot of them all repeat. Pokemon, I, a lot of these Pokemon repeat in each region. I, I, agree with you. I mean, I agree I'm not going to give them bail. I'm not going to cut them bail on size and scale because we already have massive. Uh-huh, that's what I'm saying. Games. Plus, Pokemon has now fully dived if you into wanna, that online. Keep it, keep it that's true. Nintendo right now cannot handle it. But, but all I mean Only is because they don't Nintendo. want to. I think I think there's a part of it that doesn't want to do thing. I need them to find. I need them to find the power. Find the power to do it because a lot of these Pokemon overlap region to region. So it's not like you have to have like each region has its own. Like you can have just a few new Pokemon in each region because so there's so much overlap. And so really important, there are 809. 809 Pokemon. Nice. Yeah. Fair enough. Nice. Power aspect. This is a game series that was up was exclusively on hand, right? The most powerful game I can honestly think of on the Nintendo Switch is not probably Mario Odyssey. Mm -mm, No, what was the one that was huge that came out the other day? Wasn't it Destiny or God of War? And God, wait for the Switch. No. Yeah, they released a big game. Wasn't it Destiny? No, which which big game came out on the Switch? But here's the thing with their versions. Usually when the Switch puts out a version of a game, they downscale it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo is, is their game, so nobody would notice anything. <laughs> no one would notice <laughs> downscaling. <laughs> but again, you have to put all eight regions, and with how people want it to be, they want all eight regions with each of those eight regions having all their gym, all those gym bosses. Each of those gym bosses also. Well, they could at thing. least like play with it a little bit. They started with it with gold and silver. Gold and silver, you could go back to uh, Kanto and do the eight badges there. And I mean, they cut they they cut things out for size. But here's why I'm going to say that I can't cut them bail on it not being possible. They use a copy paste method. Everybody knows yes. they use a uh-huh. copy paste method. All the character models outside of yours, the gym battles, the Elite Four, or whatever challenge you go against, oh, is copy paste. Yours is just so it's not <laughs> everybody. Well, I mean, now you have more customization for it, but it's like now you, you can know, make a black I person. <laughs> That's what he's trying to say. There's more diversity <laughs> all over the game. You can make, okay, you, can yeah, make you, you have so much more diversity. Eddie. You even got diversity in your curry. You can. Red Curry, boy versus you can, a little, little blue boy. Oh yeah, you can, <laughs> you can pet your Pokemon so, now. They're, they're trying yeah, to branch out and so make it more aggressive. It's, it's not that so, they don't have the means. They they need to stop that. They if they eliminate all that extra space with useless NPCs and the cutting and pasting, that opens up space. Second, they would make two versions. So half those Pokemon, they would literally only have if this number is correct. There would only be 400 Pokemon per game, not 809. Mm-hmm. 400 There's, there per is game so much overlap. Split in half. There is so much overlap. So it really isn't about having to design that many. You just have to place them, and then gym bosses. You don't need to have the storyline for each exactly. game in in, in it. it. You can have one storyline without all. The, you don't need to have Team Rocket, Team Yell, Team whatever the hell in each fucking game. You can have it like post all this. Post you didn't even need all this. I know. We didn't need Team Yell at all. I know. This we is, didn't need Team Yell at all. This is not even. I don't even want to know. But I feel like I feel like they're trying to make steps towards this direction. Because they know it's something Pokemon Because they know it's something Pokemon want. And like you've got things like just connecting everything. Which is connecting everything. 
so together. Everything. Literally. So they're they're so making steps. So they're like they're making steps to like connect the worlds that you for each of their Pokemon. The worlds that you, for each of their Pokemon worlds, different Pokemon regions, worlds, your history in each region. They're trying to make steps to connect everything. So like I hope in the future. That we'll have a game somehow that allows us somehow to travel to more than one region. Allows us to travel to like, more than one like region. Pokemon Gold and Silver. Like, like Pokemon Gold and Silver. Here's my solution that I know is possible with the current technology. And if Nintendo or anybody works at Nintendo hears this, they could either like it, love it, or hate it. Uh, or, but or this take is it. what I would do. <laughs> yeah. This is what I would do if I had the means to do so. Online is a thing. People love online. People are taking really well to the raid battles. What they could do is they go, okay, well, we've got eight regions. What do you expect us to do? Well, one, if you want a reason for people to buy both versions of the games, put four regions on one game, four regions on the other. If you say, oh, we don't want to do that. Okay, then what you can do is put, we'll say three on one game, three on the other, and make two online community base. Make it. Yeah. And you could probably take the two most popular ones and make yeah, them they online. Could make, well, no, they could make the whole thing online. Make it like, like Fortnite is, the whole thing is online based. I'm not saying, uh, I don't say, that, I don't see them doing it, but I'm saying like, if they hosted on Epic, so think more like, think more like RuneScape. If you guys are familiar with RuneScape. RuneScape, you could, if you made Pokemon a RuneScape-esque Pokemon, which is online base. They then you'd have the capacity. They'd have the capacity to run it online. Granted, you don't have offline play, but if you wanted to travel from region to region, maybe you could play, travel online, play online in a different region, download that region, continue playing offline or something like that. But still continue your progress. Pokemon's done that before, kind of, in a weird way. Uh, what the fuck? Pokemon Go. That's oh, what it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Pokemon yeah. Go was their online way of doing it. And yeah, they're going region by time. region. Yeah. They just... They have to find that nice status quo to where they... Well, where they can combine what they did with Pokemon Go to regular Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. They're trying, trying to they're with trying. Pokemon Eevee and Pikachu. Yeah, the Let's Go. Yeah, I mean, I used it. I transferred a Dratini from my Pokemon Go to my Pokemon Let's Go because I was too lazy to go get one myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have like fifty of these in my here. I'm gonna just transfer one over. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. I felt like I was cheating though. <laughs> is it cheating? That's the thing. That's I mean, is it, it was cheating? Yours. It was mine, but I didn't catch it in the game. You know, it didn't feel organic. That was the whole point of fucking Pokemon Stadium on the 64, though. Just <laughs> send all your Pokemon to a box and the hub to hold all your restart the game and send them back. Yeah, well, that's what Pokemon Home's going to be doing now. It's a, just a giant... Pretty much. It's basically the, the newer version of Pokemon Bank. Because Pokemon Bank was allowing you to transfer stuff between all your 3DS games, right? You could save them. Yeah, it was just locked to 3DS. Yeah, locked to 3DS. And then they introduced uh, the oldies on 3DS, like red, blue, and yellow. And then Mm -hmm. gold and silver, I believe, came out too. And then you could add those to the bank as well. And like so like now Home is kind of doing that on the Switch. They just need to find a way. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know much about Home yet. But does Home allow you to connect to the 3DS? I know you can do it on the phone. Yes. Does it? It does. So the way you would transfer. 
So how it works is you, and for those who don't know right now, until the end of the next month, uh, Pokemon Bank is free. You take your Pokemon that are in your Pokemon Bank, and then you would access home. And home will, uh, it's, it's via code. You get a code off of your Pokemon home, and you put it in your 3DS, and then you can transfer from your bank into home. So kind of connects to it, but not like directly, like straight to your, you know, straight to your 3DS. It connects bank to to home and then you can move all the boxes or some of the boxes in one go. And just like how it said from the older generations into bank, they just can't. And here's my here's my only problem with the banking system, right? It's great to have my progress carry over. But since Pokemon is a new storyline every fucking game. It feels like it feels a little unfair to bring in like my level 60 Pokemon that is already maxed, evolved, whatever, to the start of a new game. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I should be starting from scratch, catching me a Caterpie in the woods somewhere and starting over. You will still technically have to do that because with Sword and Shield, say like, for instance, you put all your Pokemon in home and you started Sword and Shield over for whatever uh, forsaken reason you decide to put yourself through that. a lot of those Pokemon, like your Dragonite, isn't going to be able to come to Sword and Shield. Your Dratini is not, not in the be game. Able to come to Sword and Shield. Only the Pokemon in that game. Yeah, only the Pokemon that are allowed in that game mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, can but come back. what if they're already and level? If you gave them a powerhouse yeah. of moves. What if they're? What if I've got well Pikachu's in Sword and Shield? What if I've got a level hundred Pikachu in my bank? And I'm just starting out Sword and Shield. Well, it I mean, won't listen to it. it. It's, it's not, not going to listen to me. To but you. it's, you know, I feel like whenever I start a new Pokemon game, I should start from like scratch, you know? That's what I feel like. That's why I need something that connects everything together, like game wise, like the storyline. That's what they're trying to get into the expansions. Instead of making you restart the storyline, you're continuing your storyline with these expansions, which I like. Yeah. I, I yeah. completely agree because I feel the expansion. I feel Pokemon should have been expansion based probably for about 20 years. Since. <laughs> been, no, no, not 20 years. I won't say that. Uh, uh, um, X, X and, y. and Y. That's recent, though. Yeah, that's Five recent years. for Pokemon. Come on, it's like 20 something years. I don't think they really were doing expansions right. on so, the DS then, though. But there was never a follow up for X and Y, was there? X and Y was a solo game. No. There was no, there was uh, no follow up for that. Black and White. Black and White and Black and White 2. Black and White was Those are different, that. though. X and Y was Cernius and, and Niveltal. And... That was DS. Nah. X and Y was 3DS. 3DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was a solo. That one never had that's, an accompany, accompanying it. That's me. I. I have almost 2,000 Pokemon I've collected over the years in Pokemon Home right now. I've been tracking this. I need to set mine up. Nerd. I need to figure out... So can you access Pokemon Bank without a 3DS? Like, can I access it on my Switch? Because um, I no. sold my Switch for... I, I sold of. my 3DS for a Switch, and I have no way to access my Pokemon Bank right now. Oh my <laughs> I'm going to go buy a really cheap DS at GameStop real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> I got a bunch of shinies in there. Yeah, because it, it needs All the All the shiny game. legendaries used to get us GameStop and two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You might want to figure out, make sure that those shinies are still in there. Make sure that they're like, oh, oh, I she know. left us. <laughs> I haven't played. It's probably gone. I'm going to assume it's gone. But, okay, X and Y, he think I don't know. Uh, I think expansion should have started earlier. I think earlier, before we started having duplicate games 
like crystal and fucking like black and white too and ruby sapphire x and y should have is because of the platform oh, on 3ds went on. yeah because black and yeah. white was ds right yep. and i felt like the ds really it didn't have the power didn't have the capability yeah the 3DS. What about yeah, you have the what about Heart Gold and Soul Silver? So gold, the original Gold and Silver, allowed you to go back to Kanto, right? That in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I never went that far in Heart Gold and Soul Silver to test it. You were still yes. able to go to Kanto. Yes. Yep. But in theory, but you all technically. All Heart Gold and Silver was was yeah, just yeah, a yeah. Mid-grap. Plus, you could have your Pokemon follow you around. Any Pokemon, which is the best part. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I agree then. X and Y, if X and I was X and Y was the first 3DS Pokemon game, expansions would have been nice at that point because then you had the shop, you had the the what is that global trading system? You had it, it expanded on it so much to make it so connected to to all over the world. Um, so it would have been nice to start expansions then. But I'm glad that they're starting it now. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to June for this first expansion for the Gallery region. Yeah, and hopefully it, uh, hopefully it does, it does well. So yeah, looking, looking forward to that. But alas, we are at the end of our episode, ladies and gentlemen. Because Pokemon would have caused a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon is is its own rabbit hole. It's yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon is, is its own rabbit hole. But well, yes, but. Bullet Maiden, thank you again. It is so good to have you back. Uh, can you please let everybody know where they can find you, all your links, all your plugs? Shameless plug. plug moment. Go. Oh, my God. Shameless okay. Plug. So pressure. No. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on the show. Uh, if you are interested in, in getting to know me a little bit more, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Bullet Maiden. But I'm mostly active uh, on Twitch, and that's twitch.tv forward slash the Bullet Maiden. Um, hope to see y'all there. I hope you appreciated my my presence here and some of my inputs. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me back. Ooh. I love being on. I love being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you. Definitely gonna have to uh, have have you back again in the future. We, I love these conversations. We have really really good conversations, and it's a great time. It is a great time. So hopefully you can uh, rejoin us, guys who are listening. If you want to have uh, pretty much more in-depth communication with the crew and i think about supporting us on patreon patreon.com forward slash itachi266 there you can get some awesome rewards and some sometimes get some cool stuff we actually had some tumblers going out to uh the patreon subscribers recently so check it out also you can find me on twitch as well Uh, twitch.tv forward slash itachi266 anyway stay safe out there guys and we will catch you all on the next episode. Later, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.